For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. From Pennsylvania Avenue to Main Street, Scott Inez tackles the hot topics like only he can. It's time for Inez Says. And away we go. Week number two of 2024. I am Scott Inez. Thanks so much for joining me here on the Inez Says Podcast. You can find the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, right there on the front page of the WDBO app and WDBO.com. And please join me for Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. every single weekday morning on WDBO, 107.3 FM and AM 580. Be sure to stream us right there in the WDBO app. Well, here we sit as we tape one week away from the Republican Iowa caucuses. So the final sprint begins into this, the first true test of the 2024 election season. We've been talking about the Iowa caucuses now for months upon months. They're finally upon us. So I was looking at this this morning, a Real Clear Politics poll average sees former President Donald Trump way out in front as he is in the national polls. Trump sitting at 51.3% in Iowa. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is second, a distant second, at 18.6%. Ambassador Nikki Haley comes in at 16.1% in third place. And Vivek Ramaswamy at 5.9%. So some would say this is a three-person race at this point. Again, if the polls are correct, this race is all about one person, as we know, and that is not Donald J. Trump. Now, it's going to be an interesting week for the former president as he continues to campaign and also deal with legal entanglements. But the guy I want to zero in on today on the podcast is Governor DeSantis. Yes, it was yours truly who said some months ago, even before DeSantis got into the race officially, that I thought it would be nip and tuck between DeSantis and Trump. I was totally wrong, at least in terms of the polls. And as we all know, especially with Donald Trump, the polls can be skewed a little bit. But there's just way too much commonality here in these various polls. And that is that Donald Trump is lapping the field and thus lapping Ron DeSantis. Now, you guys know my feelings about Ron DeSantis. I like Ron DeSantis. The man has been a great governor for the state of Florida. And I think if he can stay relevant on the national scene over the course of the next few years, he can make another really strong run for the White House. I don't think it's his time right now. And not to compare DeSantis to a Ronald Reagan by any means. But remember, Reagan ran an unsuccessful bid for the White House in 1976 and then really burst onto the scene in 1980 and captured that election in a landslide when he carried some 44 states and 489 electoral votes to Jimmy Carter's 49. Now, granted, there was a difference in the country back then, but I highly doubt that we will ever see a national Republican red wave vote like that. At least in my lifetime, we're not going to see it. Democrat culture has really taken hold of most every institution in America. So what I'm saying here is that it does not look like it's Ron DeSantis's time. Yet, because DeSantis, as others have in the last eight years, has run into a buzzsaw. Now, as we all know, Donald Trump is a backyard brawler, okay? And this past weekend, I have a cut here 
of Trump at an Iowa campaign event talking about, as he calls him, Ron DeSanctimonious. They're both, you know, there's a rumor that Ron's going to leave the race right after this. I read it. So Trump read a rumor that DeSantis is going to back out after Iowa. Well, Governor DeSantis caught wind of that statement and unequivocally denied that, quote, rumor. A lie, totally made up. And, you know, what? when people, you know, fabricate these anonymous sources and do it, what? why he's saying that is because he wants people to somehow think, oh, you know, why should I go in negative 20 degree weather to help? No, you should show up because, you know, we're the one that can get the job done for this country. Uh, but that report is categorically false. Look, the governor has to categorically deny a rumor like that going into the Iowa caucuses. But let's look at the facts here. Fact of the matter is he has put all of his presidential focus into Iowa, virtually ignoring New Hampshire, virtually ignoring South Carolina. And if he does not come up with a strong showing in the Hawkeye state, State, yes, I do believe that you are going to see Ron DeSantis live to see another day and drop out of the race. And Steve Roberts does as well. Steve is a longtime ABC News political analyst, and I had a chat with Steve on Orlando's Morning News on WDBO. Trump obviously is the clear front runner here, but in terms of our governor, Ron DeSantis, is this make or break here? I mean, if, say, he finishes a distant third to Trump and Haley, does he just pack up and go home here, Steve? Yes. Mm. <laughs> in, yeah. a, in a word, yeah. um, because what happens is the money dries up and he, he already has money problems as uh, been well documented. And this is always the key variable. Once the money dries up, they don't have any, they, they might want to keep going. They, they, they might be bruised and disappointed, but without the money, they can't do it. And uh, the most interesting development in, in my view in the last week or so is that Trump now is focusing his fire on Haley, not DeSantis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that tells you what his internal polls are showing. Uh, you can always tell <laughs> what people are really thinking by where and how they spend money. Yeah. They can say anything they want, but uh, it's always revealing. And the, and the fact that he is now, uh, Trump has put a lot of money behind anti-Haley aides, tell me that his own private surveys are showing that she's now the only real threat to him, not Governor DeSantis. And that's just reality. Um, And, um, you know, she has been more effective uh, than DeSantis at uh, creating an alternative to Trump. Uh, DeSantis has continued to try to run in many ways to the right of Donald Trump, saying, I'll be tougher on abortion. I'll be tougher on wokeness. It just hasn't worked. Let's be honest. It hasn't worked. Um, Haley has not really disagreed with Trump on policy, which she is saying, I'm a kinder, gentler, younger, more female version of Donald Trump, more broadly uh, uh, marketable, more broadly appealing to marginal swing voters in key states. Um, It's really a question of tone and personality. There's no significant policy differences. She's not Chris Christie, who was saying flat out Donald Trump is not qualified to be president. She's not doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's been effective at at, uh, focusing on this question of tone. Um, Trump without the chaos, Trump without the baggage. But having said that, you know, uh, it's so interesting because your governor discovered months ago that the national spotlight is so much stronger and so much brighter when he said, for instance, you know, the war in Ukraine was a territorial dispute. Well, when you're in Tallahassee, governor of Florida, 
people don't really care that much what you say about Ukraine. But if you're running for president, suddenly the scrutiny is so much brighter and the, and the standard is so much higher. Um, and he, he suffered in trying to move from a state level to the federal level. Well, in some ways, that's happening this week with Haley, because suddenly as she emerges as the more likely alternative to Trump, so when she is asked about the causes of the Civil War and somehow she forgets to mention slavery, well, suddenly there's so much more controversy, so much more scrutiny, so much more talk about her problems because she is now considered the leading option. So um, she's now experiencing the harshness of the spotlight that DeSantis did some months ago. Real Clear Politics has Trump at 51 in Iowa right now, DeSantis at 18, Haley around 16. We've seen surprises in Iowa. I mean, four years ago, Joe Biden was dead in the water, Steve, until Jim Clyburn came through for him in South Carolina. Do you see any surprises in the offing here next week in Iowa? Probably not. But the one possibility I see, because Trump has such a stranglehold on the base of the Republican Party, and let's remember who votes in primary, Scott, right? Mm-hmm. It tends to be the more dedicated, the more fervent, the more loyal party members. So Trump's uh, hold on the base is going to be magnified in the primary vote. The only possibility, and I think this is a small one, if Haley manages to surge past DeSantis in Iowa. We have seen in the past that that can she can catch fire and that voters in New Hampshire suddenly see that there is an op, uh, there is an option. There isn't an, uh, an alternative to Trump. Let's remember the governor of New Hampshire, Chris Sununu, a very popular Republican governor, has endorsed Haley, um, has is campaigning for her in Iowa. Um, so New Hampshire could be very fertile ground for her. And, and you you're right. In the past, uh, we've seen a, a change in dynamic, but it, it, Haley would have to beat DeSantis in Iowa. She'd have to show that she is the only option to Trump. She has to convince you know, voters in, in New Hampshire that there really is an alternative and, and get those voters out. I mm-hmm. think that's about a 10 to 20 percent chance, mm-hmm. no more than that, because Trump's hold over primary voters is still so strong. But you, you just look at the, uh, the, the numbers you just quoted. 51 percent is a big number for Trump. But that still means that 49 percent of Republicans would prefer somebody else. Mm. Um, and if you look at it that way, you can see at least a small possibility of an anti-Trump rebellion. And by the way, the other another factor here that is interesting is that the big money in the Republican Party is now going behind Haley. She has an enormous amount of money. For a long time, the the establishment Republicans, the Wall Street Republicans, the big money were fragmented. Some back DeSantis, some Haley, some Tim Scott. It's now clear that they've decided that Haley is the one possible option to Trump. And so they're pouring a lot of money behind her. It's a little late. Uh, and it's no guarantee because Trump can still raise a lot of money online. But she does have that asset in her uh, in her arsenal as well. Thanks to ABC News political analyst Steve Roberts for the conversation here on the Inez Says podcast. That's going to wrap it up for the podcast. I invite you to join me on the radio every single weekday morning. Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. I'll see you next time.